Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Molly O'Neill, if you're listening right now, please uh, re-email your, your cell phone. I lost it in the, uh, the shuffle before the show. Um, it's somewhere in my social media. Um, I don't know. I was kind of uh, suspended from Facebook for about 30 minutes today. I was really upset about that. Uh, the reason why, I think, is because uh, I've been having a lot of uh, people befriend me, so I've been in a very giving feeling very giving so i've been trying to friend a lot of people that i have mutual friends with and i don't know if somebody actually reported me or there was some kind of algorithm that they have if you actually ask 10 people to be your friend in one day that you might be some kind of a computer program well mark zuckerberg i'm not i my name is jason colucci this is the morning after follow me on twitter the jason colucci uh packed studio uh today i have a couple of things i want to thank belinda chang and damon wise for an amazing dinner Friday at the Monkey Bar. I sat at, there's a, I don't know if you have to reserve this thing or if you're like just industry or something, but so if you walk into the Monkey Bar uh, <clears throat> through the main bar entrance and you go past the host stand, on the right there's a, what they call the service bar there, but there's two seats at the end of the service bar that to me are like a perfect kind of experience for that restaurant. Of course, sit down if you have a big group, but if it's just two of you in Midtown and you want to deal with all that fluff, just go sit at the bar there. They'll take really good care of you. Also want to announce the Morning After Awards are next week. All of the We're honoring the food industry's top professionals. Uh, I'm still doing uh, some last-minute people that, we are, uh, that are nominated. Uh, I wonder if Northern Spy Food Company is in there, or Tawar, or Per Se, Belinda Chang. Uh, she will be co-hosting with me. I'm really excited about that. That'll be next Sunday. The entire show, we will have no guests. We'll be honoring the top professionals, particular in New York City. Sorry to all our friends in Munich, uh, Germany. Uh, we, I've never been to the restaurant, so I can't really comment on it. Um, <clears throat> Golden Globes tonight. Excited about that. Then I have a clip I'm going to play uh, about Drew Porn that was on 60 Minutes very long ago. And um, I have a new app. I want to thank Ralph Cirillo from uh, Geek Time on Howard Stern 101 for recommending me this app. It's J.J. Abrams' company, Bad Robot. Um, if you go on my Facebook, you can see I, uh, there's this thing called Action Movie. And there's an app where you can actually explode, like make things blow up. And I was at Prune on Friday after Monkey Bar and after about three other places. And I took you take a, a photograph or a video of uh, you know, of um, of something that you want to explode. Me being the the prune kitchen because it's an open kitchen, and you can make you know a missile shoots into the kitchen. You can actually see it. It's about a six second click, and it explodes. It's it's hilarious. Um, so check that out. I want to thank everybody. Uh, I think we have Ken Friedman on the line. I want to go right into my first interview. Ken, he's on now. Ken. Hi there. First, I want to do my first thing. I do with all my L.A. friends. I want to ask you the time and the weather in Los Angeles. The time, let's see what the time is. The time here is, it's 12.03, so it's noon, and it's, it's, like it, it's what it always is. That's 72 and sunny. I was at a monkey. Every day. I was at Monkey Bar the other day, and Belinda told me if you're sitting at that particular spot at the service bar, that there used to be uh, the coffee machine there. And one of your recommendations was to move this espresso machine out of the way so you could see the dining room. Is that true? 
if you... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, when you're sitting at that bar, you you know, you kind of want to look out, you know, into the dining room, but you don't want to kind of be craning your neck. So if you have a, if you have a mirror there, that's the dirty little secret about you know, great bars. If there's a mirror, you can sit facing the mirror and you can see what's going on behind you. So uh, that's my that's my. Uh, Those are the little no, and it's so true. Those little details in restaurants that add up. Um, but it's it's funny, and I'm sure everybody kind of has this question. But you were a music person before, um, and then you you got into uh, restaurants. I, I I think your first venture was with uh, Mario and Joe at the Spotted Pig. Uh, is that is that kind of how it all went about? Yeah, I mean it wasn't exactly with Mario and Joe. I mean I mean yeah, I mean, what happened was I was in the music business for a long time. Now, am I on the air now? Yes, sir, you are. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, we hear you. We were listen- I don't know if you listened to air supply before in the background. I couldn't tell what it was. I, I was trying to forget air supply. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, although I'm so old now, I kind of like them. They're kind of soothing. That's, that's, that's not a good sign. <clears throat> um, they're Australian, right? Or New Zealand or somewhere air supply? I think Australian. Anyway, um, I was in the music business, and I was, you know, I turned 40, and I was kind of, I think probably now I can say I was having a bit of a midlife crisis trying to figure out what to do with my life. And, um, you know, I mean, to make a long story short, open the Spotted Pig. Mario was really my friend, my sort of chef, you know, successful chef friend in New York. So Mario early on said, you know, I'll help out. Um, I'll I'll help you, you know, not make the mistakes that that first-time restaurateurs make. And and later when it started to kind of look like it was really going to be something for real, and Mario sort of said, you know, you should probably get Joe involved too because he's really good at this. He's been in the restaurant business his whole life. So so I mean, Mario came later than Joe came even later than later than you know. I mean, Joe got involved after it was already open, but just to kind of like help me with with you know, getting getting the right lawyer and how much how much not to pay for produce and stuff like that. Joe's really good at that stuff. And now you have an amazing uh, resume. I mean, um, is there uh, so how did the relationship with uh, April Bloomfield happen? I mean, was that just through the pig, and then you went to her um, afterwards and said, "Let's do a couple other places"? Or yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, when I when I sort of brought her over, you know, for for some reason, for some unknown reason, she she listened to me and and quit her job at the best restaurant in London, the River Cafe, and moved over to America. In New York specifically to, to come work with me, and you know, and I and I, I made her a partner from day one. To, a to thank her for quitting her job and moving to to this you know this this music business guy who's having a midlife crisis his new project, and also just because I think chef-owned restaurants are always better, just because the chef cares that much more. Um, and we just became a great partnership without really. I mean, I never knew her before. You know, we sort of hit the ground running, and and never we just were great. I mean, she's she's a constant professional, and I'm not always the most professional, especially because I'm not. Uh, I wasn't really a restaurant guy. I mean, I worked in a few restaurants here and there for a no, little but, bit. Of but time, you ate out all you ate out all the time, so you kind of knew what worked and what didn't work in a sense, right? I mean, and, I only knew then what I know now, which is I know as a customer what I like and don't like. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I was a great customer for years, but. I'm not a I'm not a restaurant robot. I don't know all the kind of restauranty stuff, you know. And in April, you know, had been working in restaurants as a real professional in you know the toughest job as a chef forever. So together, we we made a really great team, and so just just kind of I couldn't really imagine. I can't imagine doing projects without her. The the, the few projects I do have without her are projects that she just passed on, didn't want to do because of didn't think she was needed or um, just you know was busy with other stuff. 
So, um, but but I mean, I, but I but I never intend to do anything without her. I mean, she's just a great. We're a great partnership. We we, we just we don't have to even talk about it. We just kind of fill in each other's blanks in a really great way. Are you going to the Golden Globes tonight? Is that where you're in L.A.? I'm just I don't know, throwing it out there. Uh, no, hell no. I mean, do you, do I mean, you live I, out I, in LA? I, may, I may go to the after party because Jeff Klein, one of my partners in the Monkey Bar, is throwing the after party in his hotel, the, the Sunset Tower. But I'm actually at Fred Siegel trying to buy a suit because he told me you can't go without wearing without wearing a suit. So I'm actually like kind of giving it a go. I mean, I mean, I can say this on the air, so it's sort of people can, yeah. people are going to people know me are going to laugh that, that I'm actually going to buy a suit. But but yeah, so I may go to the after party. I mean, he he said to me, look, if you come to the after party, I'll, I'll introduce you to Jennifer Aniston. I said, you've got to do better than that to try to entice uh, me to, 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 to go. So he's, he's trying to think of someone better. Yeah, I, I mean, that, exactly. Hey, if somebody can go on social media and, and follow uh, Fred Siegel, we could retwitter that uh, finding a suit, um, I don't know, E34 reg, I don't know what, trying to, I haven't seen no, you in a while. So, um, I'm big. I'm, I'm tall and long, and nothing ever fits me. That's, that's part of part of my excuse for never for never wearing suits and part of why my restaurants are so casual because i can never find suits that fit me so i got to do the corny restaurant thing for one second i have um, a question for you you're on uh, a, a date or whoever you're out with and you have um to go to the breslin um the pig and uh john dory you have one item at each of these uh restaurants throughout the night pick an item pick a restaurant pick a time you know you have an appetizer john dory this this um if you could do that it'd be great I mean, I mean, I'd go to the John Dory, and I mean, obviously, if you're on a date, you want to get oysters for a bunch of different reasons, <laughs> um, but but or at least one good reason. But but you, but you want to get the the carta de musica, which is this amazing sandwich that April um, makes. I don't know if she invented it or not, but it's it's a it's a it's a it's a really thin sandwich with um, batarga in it, which is you know which is Sardinia's most famous export. It's 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 gray mullet row. There's also tuna row. Um, but batarga is like it's dried roe that's 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 it's often shaved on on pasta and stuff as a kind of like salt substitute. So it's a really salty, beautiful sandwich that that tastes great and makes you want to drink more, which is always good for a date. Um, that's one thing I would say. I mean, I, I mean the Breslin, I, you know, I, I mean everything's so good there. Um, I mean, I'd probably get a lamb burger there because it's just it's a great it's just a great burger. You know, it's 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 not your usual hamburger. It's, it's you know the French fries are great. Um, lamb goes with with nice big fat juicy red wines and Carlos wine list at the Breslin is just a great wine list, especially in the in the winter. I mean, all the time, but in the winter if you want like a you know a nice a, a groovy cocktail or a nice red wine to go with something, I, I'd get a lamb burger at the uh, at the Breslin. I, I'd start with a bunch of bunch of bar snacks there, like like uh, pork. And no, the cocktail list there. The cocktail list there is great too. I know. I mean, I've, I go there pretty much around. Just go and hit the bar, um, and have a quick cocktail. Yep. And then yep, you'd hit too. the you'd hit the pig. What would you have at the pig? I hit the pig. I mean, I mean, you know, a, a lot of a lot of women, a lot of people, but a lot of women um, are vegetarian and, and eat like eat vegetables. The, the, the we call it the five sides of the pig. It's it's all the five side orders. There is, there is, it's the best vegetable plate in New York. It really is. And um, it's always based on whatever was was fresh at the farmers market, you know, that morning. So, you know, I I'd get her the five sides, and I'd probably get, um, I mean, I'd get nudie because everyone loves nudie, and it's a great dish, and it, it just it never fails to kind of amaze. Um, and I'd get, um, I you know, I'd get whatever's written on the blackboard, you know, or, or mirror in the, in the case of da- downstairs. I get whatever the special was at the pig, along with getting my date the uh, the five sides veg plate.
Well, there you go, people. That's exactly what you should order. And then if anyone wants to know, that's what we call it in the industry. We call it the pig. Um, that's a spotted pig. The pig, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you, say, if you say the spotted pig, you're, you're admitting that you're just not that cool. Yeah, you admitting you just were on Yelp or something. Um, Ken Freeman, yeah. thank you. Have a great time tonight. Please, I don't want to see you on TMZ tomorrow uh, on Monday uh, doing anything crazy. Or may- maybe, you, maybe so. But uh, thanks again. Um, I hope to talk to you soon. Uh, once again, Ken Friedman, morning after. It's great. It's great talking to you, and, and uh, I mean, like, like everyone, I aspire to be on TMZ, so hopefully you will see me on TMZ in some kind of embarrassing um, display. Harvey, please, Harvey Levin, please, let's get him on. Everyone's favorite song. Uh, actually, if you didn't know this, Ken Friedman, I don't know what his, I think he was the manager of UB40 for however long. That's why we're playing that song. Oh, we're so cool here. Um, I want to go into an actual, um, well, first, there's a, there's, a, there's a story behind this. Uh, Christoph Hill is a is a friend now, but uh, Christoph Hill is a co-owner of the Northern's Buy Food Company. And um, Hello, Brooklyn. <laughs> hello, hello, world. Um, and he's also a friend. And um, my, one of my things when I started the show was I said I wanted to go through three months without having a repeat guest. Now, we have a lot of people that call in and stuff like that. But me in particular, booking somebody, I didn't want to have anyone repeat for three months because then it becomes monotonous. You're hearing the same stuff, the same fluff, and then it becomes whatever. But uh, I, you had just come up so much. And your restaurant. The last episode was a little bit... Um yeah, it was, too, ringing. It, was it was too. It was too much. <laughs> but okay, um, I okay. wanted to say uh, thank you for coming in, and hey, thank you for being Thanks the for first repeat guest on the morning after. What an honor! Are you who's doing your? Uh, are you on? Is that you doing all that twittering? That's me. I'm the. I'm the tweet. You're I'm the twit. Uh, do you, I'm a prolific Twitter. Are you so w- when you're doing all that twittering? Is it like on your your phone or are you down in the basement? I'm down usually in the office basement. Okay, because it ends. Sort of like, it usually ends around seven o'clock. When yeah, you're home. and then I get home, and then I might continue from home. You know, I, I kind of do it from everywhere. And you're a new father. How's that? Tre- how's that treating you? Uh, terrific. Um, our kid, uh, four month old daughter, uh, had her first um, crash to the floor yesterday off the kitchen table. My fault. My bad. Um, it was a rough day, but um, turns out the kid's okay. So. All right, so he didn't he didn't tweet about that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, follow at Child Services, please. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we had the meatball shop guys on, and Daniel Holtzman was on. An old and friend. I worked with Daniel back in uh, 2001, 2002 at Campton Place Restaurant in San Francisco. N- That's where I first knew him. And you guys did you did you have some kind of um, interaction with SPQR A16? Because he guys- came on after I left A16. He came on uh, to to be on board, and then opened SPQR. And then left after that. 
Now, as much as I hate doing this, there's a huge part of the, well, the last five years of New York City restaurants that's a lot to do with the influx of San Francisco sure. chefs and stuff. Yeah. And I just I hate doing it. Just, it's kind of like it's, it came up, and it was you know in media and stuff like that, but now it's sort of showing itself up with a second generation of people yeah. and restaurants that have lasted. And Daniel and Nate Appleman yeah. and yourself and Chris Bear at yeah, Brooklyn Water and yeah. Beth Ann Simkin. And there's just a lot of friends and stuff that are, are still around that, that had to kind of come out of that school of of thought can you talk about that yeah i don't know why it happened i mean maybe it's you know like a lot of people traveled uh out here when when nate appleman came out here i'm not going to claim that i brought any sort of posse out here no there was an there was an entire plane chartered there was yeah yeah. there was a polino's plane um and it's i think you know just like it's it's cyclical like some people were just like you know what uh done my san francisco time i'm gonna come out here do my new york thing for a while and some of them have, have moved on i mean a couple of polino's people are now back on the west coast no, they're actually. I think the uh, Keith, uh, Keith uh, McNally called. Um, Rich, he said Richard Branson. Hi, can you fly a Virgin Atlantic uh, from uh, San Francisco to uh, to LaGuardia? That'd be really cool. Yeah, thanks. And uh, Richard Branson was like, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's really. I think that's the conversation that that took place. It was. It was exactly like that. But no, uh, Laura works from eighty six list dot com. This is. Uh, Northern's and I always mess this up. I always say Northern Spy, Northern Spy Food Company Incorporated, Northern Spy Food. We just call Northern Spy or the Spy. The Spy. We're hoping to be like the like pig. The pig. We're yeah. going to be the Spy. The Spy. I'm now, pushing it. It's my marketing. Angle. Have you taken my um, my ideas that I gave you about uh, about doing delivery? <laughs> like more like uh, we do, do it. Oh, but you do, yeah. But you we were do. talking about like do, you, you do it in a very limited, like very limited like, way. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, we're actually working on. We're going to try and get ourselves onto the High Line this year. That's our big project. That's awesome. Yeah, if that's if they'll the have uh, us, if they have us, we're going. So I'm scrambling to get that done by uh, February first. That's a guard, the garden in the sky. They call that. That's right. It's it's a it's a beautiful place. Uh, if we're gonna be up there serving biscuits and sticky pork buns, I need very little more in the world. But that's exciting. Um, and um, is there what else? Are we, what else is going on? I just listen. I just wanted to have you here as a friend because yeah. you have you are all over Twitter. I, I, what's I, going on on what's Twitter? Going, what's, Twitter. Um, by the way, you're nominated for uh, Morning After Award. I am. Thank you, you much for like for my no, for re- my, for re- my twitterness. Re- restaurant restaurant of the year. Oh, hundred percent. Brilliant, brilliant. Because the it. idea was they were like, well, "What are you going to do? You're going to pick per se, Danielle?" And then the Academy, the Oscars. They what yeah. they did was they they were nominating. Uh, they nominated about eight to twelve films out, and the idea yeah. was, you know, we need to have uh, El Postino as well as uh, the Inception. Right. Exactly. Like we need to have both of those those categories. And we can't just have five movies. Right. And the idea was the Northern Spy Food Company. So you're going like pop and top. Yeah, right. it's just as just as important as uh, another you know four star in Midtown. Of course, we are. So I, I agree, but you know the public needs to hear these things. They do. They so do. the morning so afterwards, th- you are nominated next week. The show will I air at three o'clock. It. My co-host, Belinda anything Shen. I can do to help promote myself, I will. Yeah, one hundred percent. We we know we follow, if you follow me on Twitter, we know that. <laughs> um, no, but on Twitter, like you you do you follow, you're on that a lot. Is there any um, interesting stuff in, in trends that have happened? Because I've been out of the loop for about a month and a half. You know, Twitter is, uh, it's, it's like, I mean, my buddy Zach Cohen, who, who does like social media stuff, he he kind of called it, it's like, you're not there to measure if you're getting a return on investment. You know, I, I don't know if anybody comes to my restaurant because of what I say on Twitter. Um, I'm naturally a pretty verbal guy. I like to write. I like to read. I like to say funny things occasionally. Um, so it's a perfect, it's like Twitter was, I didn't think I'd be that into it, but it was kind of made for me. It's like. And you're, just, an, you're an East Coast guy. I am born and raised Connecticut. I'm a nutmegger. 
Um, I'm actually you're here now, and I was going to play this clip later on in the show. But um, uh, Drew Neeporant, one of my mentors, um, uh, I, I Google people throughout the week and mm-hmm. go on YouTube and see if there's any new video footage of them. And uh, Andy Rooney, and this is interesting. This has n- not in the context of being about Drew Neeporant. He did this about Drew, I think, after he got success from the Matrache, and uh, Andy Rooney did a little shtick about him about restaurateurs getting too big and it's cool about drew but it's true now 20 years later here we go andy rooney on restaurateur journey porn you ever notice oh here we go i'm pleased for drew getting this award but i've seen it happen so often a bright ambitious young man works for a while in lowly jobs at restaurants accumulates enough money to open a small place of his own it's a hit People flock to it, and he builds up a loyal clientele. Overwhelmed by his success, he tears down the wall between his little restaurant and the place next door and expands. The restaurant coasts on its reputation for a while. Zagat forgets to revise its review downward. He decides it still isn't big enough, so he moves to more expensive real estate uptown and feels he can run two restaurants at the same time. So he moves the chef uptown, hires a cook for downtown, and keeps both places open. You all know what happens next. The chef leaves, people stop plocking, the bank forecloses, he gets bad reviews, goes out of business. Starts all over as a head waiter somewhere until he gets together enough money to start a nice little place downtown again. I'm pleased for Drew about this award and everything, but I'm awfully worried. For one thing, he doesn't have the build for a head waiter. Wow, Andy Rooney, God bless his soul, American that is classic. Very weird. Um, talking about uh, Drew Neeporn, and it's weird because you, you realize how dated it is because they bring up Zagat. <laughs> you ever know what I said? We're not talking about Zagat. You know, Drew opening up a little restaurant. Um, but I, I saw this this morning, and it hasn't been on that long because there's only 39 views. 39 of them have been me. Um, <laughs> We're going to go into uh, Laura Wirtz, 86list.com. Laura Wirtz. Are you there? Laura Wirtz, hot job of the week. Go ahead with the hot job of the week, Laura Wirtz. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? Oh, very well, very well. Uh, This week's hot job comes from Prime Meats. Uh, Prime Meats is a German uh, steakhouse in Carroll Gardens. well-known for its service and cocktails. And they're looking for a host or hostess, uh, somebody with a great attitude, somebody with nice phone etiquette, and who can greet customers with a smile. Really? <laughs> yes. I, um, and uh, who did I see was out there last night? Oh, Natasha David, uh, bartender at uh, Maison Premier. Somebody on social media tweet at Maison Premier at Natasha David. She was there last night. I think it was her birthday. I'm sure she had a really good time. But that's an amazing, just a fun uh, fun place. And are they doing uh, the catering for your wedding? Uh, well, yes, they are. We actually were just um, meeting with them this week about it. So. And I, I will be, I will be attending this wedding. And can I choose the lamb, the salmon, or the Chateaubriands right now? Can I pick out well, what I want? Well, no, we're kind of thinking family style, but we'll see. We haven't made that official decision yet. Okay, and you're not seating me near the bathrooms. I want it to be in between the bathrooms and the dance floor, right? Uh, you're the pickiest wedding guest I have yet. And I, and next to, <laughs> and next to Chef Tony Liu, the chef at Morandi and Polinos. <laughs> I want to sit next to him and his wife. I think, I think you might be worse than my mother and my grandmother combined, Jason. No, well, yes, um, uh, but uh, you ate. You're one of the people that brought up uh, Northern Spy. Um, Thank you very much. Right. The, the, the Spy. Oh, so, yeah. Like I said, last week, it's, 
definitely one of my favorite restaurants. And um, what what what'd you have last time? Or what did one of the? What, why do you like to go there? I guess is the bigger question. Why I like to go there? I like to go there because of the atmosphere and the just like really comforting, delicious, fresh, seasonal food. It's a really nice place to have dinner and relax and um, feel like you're going to be taken care of. And you know, there's a new chef there. Oh, okay. Uh, sh- uh, well, then I'm, I'm going to have to get in Hadley there again Schmidt, sometime yes. soon. Can you can we mispronounce his name twenty times on last show? Can you say his name? Hadley Schmidt. Hadley Schmidt. The great Hadley Schmidt. He's a self-taught um, polymath from Colorado. Amazing guy. Uh, Laura Words. Great, th- a Colorado guy. That's great. Laura Words, thank you for uh, the the Franks and their their new job. We're going to take a break. <laughs> We're going to come back with Ariane Degan from Dar- D'Artagnan. Uh, this is the morning after. to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery. Kane Vineyard and Winery supports Heritage Radio and the growing movement to change how Americans eat and how we think about our planet. For more information, visit www.kane5.com. We're back. We're back. That was uh, Iggy Dean with actually my favorite song, and I'm not even lying because I say that, you know, I embellish a lot on this show sometimes, but I was listening to Bang Bang Song, song Bang Bang Sun, um, all the time, and I think that was uh, if you if you do the research, he was at uh, some planetarium and learning about the the meaning of uh, life throughout the universe, and she wrote that song. Um, you know, honestly, I can't understand most of the lyrics on it, but I like the song. I listened to it about twenty times walking uh, in Park Slope. I'm going to go into my next guest, Ariane Degon from D'Artagnan Foods. Um, Ariane, are you there? Hello, yes I am. I am so, can I just say, I am so happy to do this interview because, first of all, I'm a, a, a Staten Island Francophile, um, which is, you know, I'm sort of, I, don't, I can't even describe how out of the box that is. But uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you for being a huge part of making um, French uh, food in America, along with Danielle, Eric Repair, and of course, under the, the tutelage of... Uh, uh, Jean-Louis Paladin, um, sort of a, sort of a, main, a mainstay yeah. in all of our supermarkets and, of course, in our restaurants. Um, and you guys have been in business for a long time. Where do you see D'Artagnan Foods right now? Uh, well, like see my company right yeah, now? Yeah, like in terms of, uh, <laughs> in terms of its imprint, because when I came up, it was mostly in restaurants, and then I was walking down yeah, to, uh, right. to rest, to... No, I, actually, you're, you're catching me today in San Francisco at the food show. 
and it's uh, mostly a retail food show, not really a restaurant food show. So we're going in that direction. But to, to come back to what you were saying, um, I think it's not so far uh, fetched to be a Francophile in Staten Island because you're right, uh, you, you have the view on the Statue of Liberty right there every day, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys gave that to us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, uh, no, but, but uh, they, no, I'm I, so I'm, yeah, I'm here in California, and and of course trying to um, uh, develop our retail business in in uh, specialty stores. Uh, but um, we we also have a, a little website that's growing nicely right now, uh, and that I'm very very proud of. Can you can you and, can you sp- um, can you spell that for our, all of our uh, listeners? Can you say what the name of it is and spell it? Uh, yes, it's uh, com and D'Artagnan is all attached. It's a little bit like the Musketeer, but without the apostrophe. That's D-A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. And this is, this is a great tool for people that are at home that want to do some more of a... You know, they can do the mainstays, but they also can go into the uh, game world of... of where they normally wouldn't happen. And the thing is, I want to demystify uh, any kind of thing, is most, I would say probably 99 or 95% of these birds are coming from American farms. Or, you know, maybe the, the thing is off. But yes, that's your focus. It, totally. It, it makes sense for us to, to, uh, to stay as local as possible. And so we source the best products possible, but we also encourage farmers around us uh, to do it. That way, it's saved on transportation, and it, it makes no sense anyway. But some things we can, some things we, we can't, and we have to bring, like wild game birds we bring from Scotland. But uh, uh, there is a cooperative who works uh, uh, exclusively for us in, in Missouri, in the Ozark Mountains, um, and there are 17 farmers there that grow Berkshire pork, again, just for us. So uh, the organic chicken, the... Um, uh, the guinea hens, all the ducks. We have a new duck, uh, Rohan duck. Uh, any specialty food that has no hormones, no antibiotics, um, and that is naturally raised, uh, we no. try to source from uh, from the United States. Which is great because a lot of people that are getting into food now don't realize that a lot of that local war movement came into the roots of uh, French chefs uh, like Danielle and uh, French, uh, you know, foundation companies like D'Artagnan that decided to make a decision in the late 90s, you know, by sort of taking the techniques, European techniques, and applying them here and with American farmers working together. Um, you know, a lot of uh, American chefs that are doing that, now, like Thomas Keller, had foundations in um, French uh, French cooking. So it kind of, you know, it did a majority of it, I'll vouch, came from, from that background and um, and and that's great, but now it's sort of, uh, you know, ten years ago people were saying you're crazy, but now it's sort of uh, all over the TV. Totally, totally. I mean, the the uh, you know before we we heard the words local and sustainable in the same sentence than meat uh, or ingredients for for restaurants. Jean Louis Paladin, who who was a pioneer in that, he came from Gascony, from my part of France. He was a, an extremely genius chef and. All, all that was important for him, like, like it has always been for us at D'Artagnan, is that the ingredients be the best possible. And for the ingredients to be the best possible, they have to be the freshest, and they have to be raised for, for animals. They have to be raised the right way. So it, it's very, you know, it's a selfish uh, mode where we want the best, and so 
because we want the best. We want it as close as possible to home, to be the freshest and well-raised. Well, Ariad, I wanted to thank you, and, and I'm actually going off my memory. I don't have Google in front of me. I want to go. I haven't. Um, I want to go off the wholesale number. I, it's probably wrong, but is it nine nine one four six two? Is what is the wholesale? No, no, no. It's it, it, it's the same line. It's the one eight hundred nine and eight. D'Artagnan. If you if you dial one eight hundred D'Artagnan, you get on the wholesale line as well. It's one eight hundred three two seven eight two four six. There we go. Uh, Ariane, thank you for taking the time out. Um, uh, Ariane Dagan from uh, uh, D'Artagnan calling in. Um, pleasure. Uh, please, when you're back in New York, come into studio. Uh, with, with great pleasure, and I love Roberta. So. <laughs> please, oh, perfect. We'll come in. Have a beat. We're not going to. We're not going to go into break now. We're going to. I have a uh, friend in studio, Jonathan Crawley. We're going to go right into to his interview. Um, Johnny. Hey. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I, first of all, I have to say this um, on behalf of myself. Ariane, I've, I've worked with D'Artagnan. You know, you kind of like go back and forth with them as a company in terms of the wholesale market. You can buy from them. They have mushrooms and stuff. But uh, it's true. She comes from a huge uh, food background uh, that comes out of France, and she came into the States. And has, D'Artagnan's been around for 25 years. And as much as you may play off, like uh, I was laughing about being in the Staten Island kid that's a Francophile because, you know, there's all this mis- this idea, ideologue, of like stuff of about about the French and stuff like that, but the truth is, a lot of this local stuff comes out of the roots of a lot of the French um, French chefs. Uh, I know that knows no, that has nothing to do with. I'm going to talk owe to you about everything. John. We really do. Um, but uh, thank you for for well. First of all, I like to apologize for misspelling your name on every email that we send out. Everyone, it really hurts every time too. And you wrote you are the uh, the author of the morning after uh, score. I am. I am. <laughs> You're working on the longest new, uh, running. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing a new uh, TV show called Corporate Pie, and we're shooting it right now. Actually, don't look at the camera. Um, and you're running a, sc- uh, a score for that, right? Yes, I've been meditating on it, and I think it's going to be uh, probably Grammy award winning. No, I mean we, or we Emmy, ta- I guess. We talked TV, about right? we talked about this. I said it needs to have some kind of a repetitive kind of thing to it, so we could start at the beginning, about fifteen seconds, and play it in between each kind of scene. Exactly, right? we're going for Larry Sanders. Oh, don't tell everybody. Damn. Well, you know, Steve Jobs says great artists borrow, good artists borrow, <laughs> great artists steal. Um, so we're really doing that. But uh, you're in studio. We're gonna you're gonna like just hang out for a little while when we go into our next couple of guests. Uh, we're gonna take a break now. Uh, the morning after, uh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna take a break. We got the music queued up here. This is awesome. Justin Leon, sommelier at Tantris Restaurant. Guten Tag. We'll be right back. 
Hey guys, I got the number here. Do we have for? Uh, I know we're not doing it right now, but I have a number. Um, we're gonna pass this over. We're back. Uh, Justin in studio. Justin, how do you pronounce your last name? Leone. Oh, Le- Leone. Justin G. Leone, yep. the, the sommelier, um, as uh, the sommelier from uh, Mark Foggione taught me how to say properly last week, even though I was saying it properly, but for all of our listeners in Staten Island. Um, <clears throat> and you work at a restaurant called Tantris Restaurant. Tantris, yes. Tantris. And That's what, very exotic. It's it a little is. It's in erotic, even. It's, yeah. I, 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 I was going to make that joke, that? and I didn't want to be yeah. that because I, I, you know, Jesse Kiefer, the producer of the morning after she uh, emailed me about you coming into the studio, and I did some research on you, and I was looking, I was like, oh no, I don't know if I could deal with some pompous um, from Europe on a Sunday, and then I met you <laughs> before the show, and you're an amazing. I mean, you're just a amazing. Individual. No, you can say it. I'm pretty amazing. Yeah. You are, uh, totally. <laughs> I mean, just for the fact that the, the you know dealing with um, you know day to day kind of on the floor and, and German is your second or third language, I'm assuming. Um, well, I I didn't speak a lick uh, beforehand, yes. but you know um, necessity is the mother of invention, as we say, and uh, it's cool, man, because German's a crazy hard language, but um, you know you do what you got to do, and the people are just so uh, they're always so so flattered that there's this punk. American kid who's uh, somehow interested in their culture and their language and fumbling through my grammar at their table. They're just like, ooh, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first thing I noticed when I was on the website, and I know it's changed a little bit because some people have gotten married and stuff like that, was uh, when I went on the sommelier page, there was three people. And I remembered I had a gentleman, uh, my best friend, Mark Trumpor's brother, live with me for about six months. His name is Louis Trumpor, and he owns two bars in uh, Berlin. One of them's called 8mm, and the other one's called Next. And he, you know, I, he was telling me about his labor model. And the labor model is obviously different, you know, it's yeah. a country and stuff like that. So is, is being an American and going over there, um, is, is it different? And not necessarily tip out and stuff, but can you have more talent on staff because it's more sort of, quote, subsidized? Or not. It's actually more difficult in Europe uh, by far. I was in London for six months, and I really saw how difficult it can be. Um, because in a place like that, uh, if you're working in a restaurant, the average wealthy clientele is wondering, well, uh, I guess you failed out of business school, so now you're at a restaurant. You know? Serious? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. And then here in in, in the states. Uh, it's it's a matter of prestige. It's like I'm working for a rock star chef. You can really people respect you know the heck out of you, and 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 you can really be almost like a local celebrity if you're great at your job and you work at a great place. Um, and it's very profitable. Uh, in Europe, you can't always say that. And so uh, Germany is a is a is one of the few countries like Spain as well who really love and respect their restaurant culture and they while it's not quite as celebrity as maybe in the states it's 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 in the ballpark but uh, Munich is uh, a lot of the sort of American ideas of, of Germans comes out of Munich because there was, there was a big occupation post-World War II with American soldiers and stuff. And there's the whole Oktoberfest thing. Yeah, so the, the idea is, like they say, Munich is sort of like the Texas of, of Germany in a sense. I That's right, know. man. Bavaria is down home. Tell you what. Um, it is, man. It's different, different dialect, different mentality, different everything. Uh, and it's very American-friendly. They really love America. Um, and uh, it's so it, it's it's kind of cool to be an American there because you're accepted, and uh, it, it it it's almost novelty, but not in a shallow way, um, because it is it is they understand how difficult it is to come to their country cold and learn everything from scratch, and uh, they really 
they they really are tickled pink by it. So it's 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 really cool, man. And Tantris, you know, was the first Michelin three star restaurant in Germany. It was the first fine dining restaurant in Germany. Oh, so, so you are. I was going to say that because I wasn't sure if you were going to say yes or no. Um, but it is a Michelin a Michelin star. We restaurant. were three for twenty years, and then when Chef Witzigmann left, of course, they always take a star away. And uh, we're it Hans. What's his Hans Haas now. And we're huge. I mean, we're a 130-seat wow. two-Michelin-star restaurant, which you is have two t- you have unheard a of. Seat. Don't you have an early yeah, seating? Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have two 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 full services a day. So we can do about 250 covers easily in a day. Actually, I have a, you know, I have a lot of young gentlemen that listen to the show. They're in school. And they always ask me about um, uh, you know, going out there. Uh, what are some of the things that you did to set yourself up to get a job out and I mean, we're, you know, not going into the whole paperwork aspect of it, no, no, but no. is there a way to kind of is maybe a Germany is the entry point into getting to Europe to have a job? Yeah, I mean, it's the most English friendly country uh, as well. They're, they're, they're very good at it and they really actually enjoy speaking it with you. But I, I met the owner because he loved dining at Alinea when I worked there. And so I would always wait on him. And then Why are we not talking about that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so being I would say to young people, if, if you work at a great restaurant like any of the ones that I dined at while I was here in New York this week, you know, 11 Madison Park, one of my absolute favorites, Danielle, Jean-Georges. Um, terroir, you were at Terroir? Terroir, of course, as well. Um, Which is nominated. Yes. yes. Congratulations. It deserves it. Um, then you have a platform to meet incredible restaurateurs, chefs, and sommeliers every night. And as long as you're outgoing and cool, uh, you know, maybe an opportunity will present itself. And uh, if it comes, take it. And you are uh, you have your, your sort of itinerary here. You're gonna go and get on a Virgin Atlantic flight, uh, first class, and drink some um, champagne on the way home. Yeah, uh, probably a few bottles. And so you're heading back back uh, uh, east, if you will. Yes, to their Vaterland. Uh, that sounds what, evil, doesn't when it? When do you um, do you guys? I mean, it does sound sort of retarded, but I love little stuff like this. Is like. And this probably comes from the French or Italian sort of ideas, but you have a, you have a lineup and stuff like that. Like all the same kind of rules apply. I mean, I know we stole that from you guys, but as Americans, we like to think we came up with the idea. But you have the same kind of thing as a as a family meal and stuff. Yeah, like that. I love hearing stuff. And like it's that. the one thing that is different. I have to say is uh, in America we wake up, we have our coffee, we have our eggs, we have like have something sweet, pancakes or whatever. Here it's like ten in the morning. You're sitting in a uh, a stubble and there's a 80-year-old lady beside you just hacking away at a pork shoulder, you know, and like down and bruise. And it's like, that's hot. <laughs> well, uh, you're going to hang out in the studio till the end of the show. We're actually got about five, five or eight minutes. We're giving yeah. Jack a heart attack. Uh, we're going to go into uh, Molly O'Neill, who's on the line. Molly. Hey, Jason. How are you? I know. I know we've been kind of going back and forth like an old, um, you know, we're on Ancestry.com or something. Um, but uh, I, I apologize. I actually, I sent your thing to my archive and in the cloud. It's in the cloud right now, so I needed to get your number again. That being said, uh, this American Burger is, uh, is, is this entirely on iBooks? Like, is this entirely online, this book? Or can yeah, you... yeah, it's an e-book. It's, if there, it, it, it's, it's only in the cloud, Jason. It's up there with my phone number. Uh, I, um, I downloaded it um, about two or three days ago after um, I said that I had downloaded it because I wasn't sure if you could see who actually downloaded it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should definitely download it because I got the sample. But then I downloaded <laughs> the whole thing, and I went through it. And uh, it's, uh, I have to say, on the idea of ebooks, it's it's a great outlet for authors who are looking to sort of get a message out there without having to go to a editor and have to pitch a huge idea for a book. 
and um, putting out there because th- there's a lot of great information in it. But you know, now if you pitch that book in print, it would never happen, no? Um, well, I mean, what what works as an ebook doesn't necessarily work as a print book. It does, but does I mean this this was a book that was it, it was imagined as an ebook. It was built to be an ebook, and and it wouldn't. I wouldn't really like it as a print book. Um, though, I mean, I think there's a lot of room for print books about hamburgers. There's just a lot of, lot of room to talk about hamburgers in America. But, but this particular book really works best, you know, on an iPad, you know, on the, on the back porch or when, wherever you are making, making a hamburger. Well, how much did you have to bribe uh, Mark Pastore and Palafrida to get that, uh, the Palafrida burger mix, um... In Not the- at all. <laughs> I, I didn't have to. I didn't have to bribe at all. You know, it, w- it was really painless. And, um, but yeah. uh, that was. I mean, that was the first. Bur- that's the first burger in, in the book, and that's the one thing I noticed. And I, I like the the concept of it because you can kind of like everyone makes burgers, and it's one of those things where, you know, it can kind of become mundane over time. But you could hop into this book and just sit simple ingredients you probably have in the fridge, switch it up a little bit. Was that the idea? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was just to make people, you know, to help help, you know people become more conscious of the ingredients that we're using it and how to use them. I mean, I learned a ton just researching this and talking to people about burgers. You know, I've been going around the country for 10 years collecting food stories and recipes, and and burgers are something people are really passionate about. And um, why? I mean, how much variety can there be in a burger? Well, the truth is there can be a heck of a lot. And, you know, I grew up in the Midwest where you wanted a perfectly symmetrical, round burger. And, in fact, that's the enemy of a great burger. You know, a great burger kind of has a free form because you don't want to mush it down. You just, you know, you want to keep the meat really um, loose and undense. And so it, 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 comes, it comes off the, out of the skillet, which, I mean, I personally think a skillet's a, a burger's best friend, and that's not, a, not a grill. That's how Mineta Tavern does their uh, their black label burger. But uh, Christoph Hill from Notice by Food Company would like to ask you a question. Hi, Molly. Sure. Um, hey. I, I have been curious about the, the burger explosion in New York City, which I assume is happening in other cities. I mean, everybody seems to be opening a burger joint, and there's tons of burger mini chains. And what do you ascribe that to, the the movement towards back towards the burger? I mean, we were already a nation of burger eaters, and now it's like now it's just blowing up. What, what's that all about? I, you know, I am not sure. I mean, part of it certainly started as the kind of second-label restaurant sy- syndrome. You know, um, people who had very well-established, top-of-the-line restaurants opening, um, you know, going from couture to ready-made, you know. So you have uh, Madison, you know, 11 Madison, and you have Shake Shack. And, you know, as soon as you get a restaurateur like Danny Meyer, Focusing his talent, you're you're going to come up with a pretty extraordinary burger, and and I think part of it was that, um, part of it is the same thing that's bringing us an explosion of food trucks around America. You know that um, people oh, an, are looking to eat more cheaply when they go out. People are are looking for one great thing, and. Um, you know, then saving their money for the, you know, 
over-the-top meal. So I think we got there's a little of that going on, um, and you know a little bit of the a little bit of the taking back of raising great pasture-fed beef. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess we're always just a we're a, we're a nation of suckers for burgers. What, I mean, what do you think? No, it's 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 hard to get you to your kind of like nail it down. I mean, it could be a million different. Uh, you know, theories in terms of the hamburgers, it's such a uh, huge subject. But if somebody wanted to, uh, now I went on um, online and went out right on iBooks and, and typed it in, uh, but is that basically, like, in terms of people that don't have, uh, you know, Apple products or something, is there a way to get um, through Amazon? Uh, what's the best oh, way to get Oh, this American the- Burgers on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It, it, it's everywhere. It's it's a an ebook, so it, you can get it. You can get it any place where you can purchase an ebook. Well, Molly, um, yeah. Well, Molly, I'd like to thank you for your friendship on Facebook, and um, thank you for um, actually getting me through this. Uh, to re- for actually sitting down and uh, reading my first book uh, on my iPad, um, I'd, I'd love for you to come into studio into Roberta's when you get into town. Um, we're actually uh, we're gonna go into our next interview, but uh, Molly will talk soon. Um, everyone in studio right now, thank you for your time. Everybody chime in, please, starting with Christoph Hill. Hey, thanks very much. Happy to be here a second time. Uh, Christoph, first of all, you're, you're our friend of the show now. Am I the new B- Baba Booey or something? No, no, that would be Jesse in theory. Um, you're more of the, uh, I would say, necessarily, I'm trying to think of the Baba Booey, uh, like, uh, who is the... You're Mike Alan King or something. I'm uh-huh. trying to think of like an old that's an old reference for people. But uh Andy Richter maybe. Andy Richter, oh, of course. Yes. Uh <laughs> young man. It's a good fit. Yes. Hi. Uh Tetris, uh, how would we uh what's the wh- how do we get in touch with you? What do I, I want to follow you on Twitter or what's up? Yeah. Um I actually don't know how to tweet. Maybe we can Der- talk after. Der- we, we're beating the Germans in something. <laughs> yes! <laughs> ich bin ein Twitter. We are very efficient, but not me. Uh, <laughs> shows how tweet. not German I am. Yeah. Um, but you can, uh, of course, come by the, the restaurant, please. But uh, visit the website. Check us out. It's, it's going to be under, under construction soon to make it a little bit more updated. Uh, but also, I'm doing a really cool project I should plug real quick Please, so you can 100%. see me and all and, and other very cool New York and nationwide personalities. It's called www.imbibeandinspire.com. Okay. Uh, a former coworker of mine made this sort of lifestyle website, and it just shows, uh, like Will Gadara, for example, was one of the recent ones. Awesome. It's a really cool site, and come and see some of uh, the New York and other cats. Next, next time you're in town... You're on the show. Please uh, hop in. Um, I'll bring some on, schnitzel let, next time. Please. Uh, Johnny? What's my last name again? Crowley. All right. God, finally. Well, one we, of these days. Um, thank you for one, um, uh, quote, unquote, licensing your uh, Yeah, I know. And oh, also working on the new thing, which we're actually going to shoot a couple of segments after this. Nice. Um, everyone, uh, if you want to hear my uh, mundane ideas, follow me on Twitter, the Jason Colucci, J-S-O-N, C-O-L-U-C-C-I, follow, uh, prefixed by the. Uh, Facebook, This uh, next week, the Morning After Awards, restaurants, personalities, restaurateurs, chefs, sous chefs. Purveyors will all be rewarded for all their hard work in 2011. Which Sommeliers or no? as well. Okay. Just Sorry, I forgot. Um, I always forget about those guys because they always want to remember themselves. Uh, this is The Morning After. I am Jason Kalichi. Thank you, everybody, for coming in studio. See you next week.
Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.